are back. Yes, this is Behind the Lens. I'm Debbie Elias, film critic, creator, and host of Behind the Lens. And you can find my movie reviews and interviews in the U.S. and abroad in print and online 24-7, including BehindTheLensOnline.net. Uh, but every Monday, I am right here on AdrenalineRadio.com, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Big shout out to our international audience, which it always amazes me how many folks in Europe tune into the show live, uh, let alone picking it up on iTunes or Stitcher or on uh, the Behind the Lens Online site. Um, thank you guys so much. But this week, a huge, huge thank you and shout out to all the TCM fans out there because this is our fifth annual pre-TCM Classic Film Festival show. Um, this is always, this is perhaps my favorite show every year. Um, TCM Film Festival starts April 11th. All of my regular listeners and readers have known for years my love of classic film uh, and my devotion to it and it educating and enlightening younger generations and even older generations who aren't familiar with the films that came before so that we can understand the films we have now and understand where the, where the films of the future may be coming from, from a technical aspect, from a storytelling aspect, performance aspect. Um, but TCM Film Festival is truly one of my all-time favorites, and this year is the 10th annual TCM Classic Film Festival. And it starts Thursday the 11th, runs through Palm Sunday again, April 14th, in Hollywood, based at Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, the Chinese TCL Chinese Theater. Of course, let's face it, it's just the Chinese Theater. Uh, and the Man's Complex, the Egyptian Theater. Um, great, great, great venues again. Uh, there is a new venue in play this year, which we're going to talk about shortly when our special guests join us, because I can't do a TCM pre-festival show without some of my favorite TCM party peeps who are all TCM, TCM festival ambassadors this year. Uh, and this has been a huge, huge discussion among us. What the heck is a TCM ambassador? What does a TCM ambassador do? They aren't even sure. So I went to my trusty publicist, Gladys Santos, to ask Gladys, does she know, since they're handling the PR for the festival, and she has advised the TCM social team expanded the social ambassador program this year to more than just students and included social producers. They brought them back to the festival under the banner of media, since we feel they make an impact both socially and as bloggers. And I've got to tell you, the ladies that are joining me today, they are not just bloggers, they are devotees. Uh, so coming up shortly at the quarter hour mark, Kelly Pratt is back with us. Um, the woman who loves Cary Grant more than anyone I know other than my mother who is deceased. So I think Kelly has the title. Um, and you can find her her website, Outspoken and Freckled, uh, at kellypratt.com, K-E-L-L-E-E-P-R-A-T-T.com. And of course, wherever Kelly goes, we're going to have Aurora Desmond, Citizen Screen. Her website is auroras.ginjoint.com. Uh, 
And, of course, we're also going to have Paula Guthat is with us, cinemadetroit.com. And hopefully Kristen Lopez will be joining us. Kristen isn't. She has moved to L.A. She is here. I saw her yesterday at the Avengers press junket. Uh, Kristen is getting her wheelchair tuned up today. And I've already joked with her on social media. She's doing it so she can run over the toes of people uh, while they're waiting in line to get into some of the many screenings at the festival. So hopefully Kristen's wheelchair tune-up will finish and she can join us at some point during the show. But Kelly Aurora and Paula are definitely going to be on hand in about another 10 minutes or so. And this is such an exciting festival. And I think the theme this year, every, every year the TCM comes up with a great theme. Uh, in large part, I think, due to their head programmer, Charlie Tabish. Um, this year, it's Follow Your Heart, Love at the Movies. And it can be any kind of love. It can be finding love at the movies. It can be loving a movie. It can be love within a movie. Um, and the way the, f- the films are broken down and categorized this year, we've got some great categories of films at the festival. Till Death Do Us Part. That's going to showcase films High Society, Steel Magnolias, My Favorite Wife, Double Wedding. Now, for all you TCM fans out there, My Favorite Wife was just on last weekend uh, and, of course, followed by uh, Doris Day and uh, James Garner in Move Over, Darling, which was a remake of My Favorite Wife. There is also a tribute to 20th Century Fox, Unless you've been under a rock, you do know that Fox has now been, the deal is closed, the deal is done, um, severance packages have been issued, and 20th Century Fox is now part of Disney. But TCM is going to pay homage to this incredible studio with special screenings of The Sound of Music and a very special Star Wars screening. We've got other categories of films, Better With Age, films like Yours, Mine, and Ours with Lucille Ball and Henry Fonda. Uh, that film was one of the inspirations for, of course, The Brady Bunch, which hit ABC in 1969 on television. Then we've got bromance films, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Redford and Newman, no one's going to say no to that, Shawshank Redemption, Shawshank has a, has a deep place in my heart, a very, very, very long time, almost 40-year friend, dear friend and stuntman Neil Summers is in Shawshank Redemption, so I love seeing that anytime I can. And of course, The Defiant Ones is also a bromance film. And of course, we have Magnificent Obsessions, and we all obsess about movies, but this isn't what you think. Magnif- the film Magnificent Obsession with Rock Hudson is part of this category, Wuthering Heights, and Mad Love with Peter Lorre. That's a mad scientist. And, of course, we have Wartime Romance with the Judy Garland uh, stunner, The Clock. Of course, what's a festival without Gone with the Wind? From Here to Eternity. And a little unsung film, Waterloo Bridge. But, of course, a, 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 sec, a category of films that I know the girls and I are going to talk about because it's always a, a big thing for us are the nitrate films. Nitrate films are God's gift to the world, and it's because of nitrate that silver screen was coined. Um, 
and the nitrate films will be showing at the Egyptian Theater, which thanks to the HFPA and all the work that they put into the theater to uh, renovate it and upgrade all the uh, projection equipment, nitrate films are regularly shown at the Egyptian. And I think that uh, the Noir, film fe- Noir City Film Festival we just had with Eddie Muller, Eddie, who will also be at DCM Film Festival, of course, uh, I think they had some nitrate showings there. But at TCM Film Festival, in nitrate, we're going to have Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer with Cary Grant and Shirley Temple, Samson and Delilah. This is the one nitrate film that is going to be in color. And I think when the girls come on, and we'll talk about this, but I have to say, if you're going to see a nitrate film, this is really the one to see. Color, nitrate in color is exquisitely done with a good print. Um, we've also got the Dolly Sisters and uh, Roadhouse, with not the one with Patrick Swayze, people. Uh, don't get too excited. But with Richard Woodmark and Cornell Wilde. Um, but lots and lots of cool things that are going to be happening, uh, including a lot of special guests. I have to give a shout out to my friend, Dave Carger, who is one of the hosts of TCM. Uh, Dave is going to be doing a lot of fun Q&As. I ran into him on Sunday, and he gave me a heads up. So those of you that are still deciding what you may want to see at the festival, uh, Dave is going to be doing a sit-down Q&A for Nashville with the cast of Nashville, including Lily Tomlin and, of course, one of the great TCM supporters, Keith Carradine. Uh, and other, uh, Ronnie Blakely will also be there. Uh, but that's going to be one. And of course, the one nobody is going to want to miss. And I think this is probably what Dave is going to, is most excited about doing the Q and A and introing on during the festival will be escape to New York because he's going to have Kurt Russell and John Carpenter there. So ladies, I have seen Kurt Russell recently. I have done junkets with him. Get in line. Get in line early because he still looks as great now as he did when he was doing Disney films like The Computer Who Wore Tennis Shoes. Um, Actually, I think he looks even better. So um, we've also got Dana Delaney, a longtime, longtime friend of TCM and a real classic film maven. She's going to be doing an intro and speaking about Love Affair. Legend Angie Dickinson is going to be there in person for Ocean's Eleven and The Killers. And I know, who do we have calling in now, Pam? Kristen's, oh. Well, let me bring Kristen live then. Kristen Lopez, obviously the wheelchair is is tuned up. Uh, No, it's not. They moved it to Monday. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was you were so excited that they could fit you in today. I know, and it turns out that the technician decided to call out. <laughs> well, now how are you going to run over? I mean, is the wheelchair good enough to be able to run over those toes of people getting oh, yeah. in your way? Okay, I, I just want to make sure of that. I was just, <laughs> I was just giving you know a rundown here, you know, of some of some of the categories of films that we're going to have at the festival, some of you know the personal appearances that are going to be happening. Um, while all of you girls start dialing in and coming on. This is a very exciting festival, I think, for the 10th year. What about you? 
Oh, I'm definitely, I'm always excited. You know, the thing is, it's, it's the festival that I love the most. Um, don't tell any, don't tell any of the other festivals. Um, but I think this year is definitely important, not only because it's the 10th, it's the 25th anniversary of TCM in general. Yep. So it's like the ultimate birthday party for this thing, that this world that we all love. And of course, we also have, we're saying goodbye to Fox Studios. You know, right, we're, right. We're, we're saying goodbye to Fox with, of course, an event that everybody always loves, a screening of The Sound of Music in 70 millimeter, and then the fabulous Star Wars, a special Star Wars. So, And I also wonder how telling it is that we were getting a Disney movie this year. It's been a couple years since there's been a Disney film and screened. We, and and we've, we've got Sleeping Beauty this telling. year. So it's going to, now, okay, now, Pam, are you going to, bring in Aurora. Hello, Aurora. Kristen's on, too. Hi, Debbie. Hi, how are you? I am thrilled to have you on the line. Thrilled to have you both here. And now Pam's going to bring, I don't know, I bet it's Kelly. Is it Kelly you're bringing on next? (laughs) It is. Bring her on. And Pam's connecting. I think, or we're blinking. Should I? Pam's going to bring her on because I. Are you there, Kelly? I am. Kelly Pratt is here. Kristen Lopez is here. Aurora Desmond is here. We're just waiting for Paula Guthat. But let's jump right in, ladies, at the top. And for anybody who's listening right now, you can also go to the adrenalineradio.com Facebook page. And there is a live stream of the show. Um, it's just me in studio, but you'll see the lovely tablescape, which has a vintage TCM tote bag, which was available for purchase two years ago for $48. Yes, I still have the price tag on it, folks. I have not used it. Um, some new books, uh, classic film books that I just got. They made us happy. Betty Comden and Adolph Green's musical mu- musicals and more. Plus the new book on Ray Bolger. And... A book I don't think any of you ladies know. And Paula's here now, too. Hi, Paula. Hi, how are you guys doing? Everybody's here. Yay. But Hooray. now there's a book, and I'm going to bring it so you guys can see it during the festival. It is a memoir. By, it's a short little book by John Schwartz. It's called Audrey, A Cherished Memory. As a young boy of seven years old, he knew Audrey Hepburn in World War II in Holland. And she was, and he spent his vacations with his grandparents where Audrey's mother and her grandfather were. So he got to know her as a child and then he reconnected with her at a private party with her in Switzerland years later. And they recalled stories about those World War II days there are exclusive pictures in here from his private collection and some from Audrey's family. It's a short little book. It is absolutely beautiful. And all the proceeds go oh, to the wonderful. the proceeds go to the Audrey Hepburn Children's Fund. So I'm gonna have this with me at the festival so you guys can all see it. But it is absolutely incredible. John is actually gonna be a guest on the show, uh, in the near future, too, so that we can, I can talk to him in person 
about it. So anybody that's watching the Facebook live stream, you can actually see it, the beautiful, beautiful picture of Audrey Hepburn front and center. Um, but I'm so happy to have all you guys here. Uh, like Kristen and I were just saying, this is a big, big year. 10th festival, 25th anniversary of TCM. Uh, we say goodbye to Fox, but we'll never really say goodbye to Fox. We have a Disney animated film back in the mix. We have one of Disney's, one of their most, his, the most famous ch uh, young stars, Kurt Russell, although he's here with John Carpenter for Escape from New York. Uh, so this is going to be a lot of fun. You know, yeah, for sure. I'm really looking forward to it. Definitely. May I, may I say you know, that the Disney movie is featuring okay. Princess Aurora? Yes, you may say that, Aurora. <laughs> you may you may say that and remind us all of this. Plus, I have to kiss your ring. So you know, I, um, you know, because as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, the ladies are all TCM ambassadors, and I know n none of you are sure what the TCM ambassador is. So, or what? Yeah, we. This is Paula. Yes, Paul. Um, I think it's just really, I think it's just really formalizing what we all do anyway, which is to really get into the festival and and get out information about it and what's happening at the different venues and just really um, even answer questions to the extent that we're able to. Um, just as festival goers, like super enthusiastic um, attendees. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, I think it's just really formalizing what we've uh, done in the past. Well, anyway. <laughs> I, of course, I went, I went to my beloved uh, publicist, Gladys Santos, and asked Gladys, what are the, the ambassadors? And essentially, you were all social producers in the past. That's exactly what you are now. The TCM social... Oh, cool. That's the impression we're getting. Okay. Oh, we can definitely do that. That's, yes, Gladys, Gladys wrote me back and said the TCM social team expanded the social ambassador program this year to more than just students. Because I know last year they had had students, they did away with social producers, and we were all like, what? Uh, and now includes the social producers. They brought them back to the festival under the banner of media, since we feel they make an impact both socially and as bloggers. So, you are back. It does seem like a social influencer mixed with this being, you know, uber fans where we are uh, cheerleaders naturally for this network and this stuff. So why not? <laughs> That's uh, your yeah, absolutely. I think everyone here spends uh, quite a bit of time um, promoting TCM as a labor of love. So it makes sense to me. Definitely. <laughs> no, you guys promote TCM and classic film. Huh? No, you're kidding. <laughs> Never. Uh, come on, you know, classic film runs through your through your blood. You can't you can't kid me. Just like it runs through through mine. You know, as as my dad always said, you have to know where film and television came from. You have to know the history to understand the present and to know where we're going in the future. And wise fella. And as you guys all know, when we look at films now, and 
I mean, you, Kristen, because you do, you are covering a lot of contemporary films now. And, you know, we do see repetition and attempts at reboots of the past. And I put attempts in yeah. air quotes. And it, it's always amazing to kind of have to educate people. You know, and I, I come at it from a different angle. I use classic cinema to talk about pluses and minuses when it comes to, like, gender or, or my beat, which is, you know, disability representation. So it's always great to kind of get a chance to look at classic films and hopefully elucidate for some people that, you know, just because they're in black and white, they, they're inspiring a continued generation of, of film going. You can't love modern movies without loving classic films because those directors love classic films and they put them in their contemporary films in some way. That's, I mean, all anyone has to do is take a look at Dumbo and there is an entire sequence in there that is a Busby Berkeley musical number. And, right. and I even asked Colleen Atwood, the costume designer, because this is every costume designer's dream. You want to do something of that grandeur and magnitude. And she approached it mm -hmm. with the geometric principles that Busby Berkeley used both with cinematography, choreography, and the costuming. So you get different looks from your aerial. And Tim Burton and Ben Davis is cinematographer. They employed Busby Berkeley's patented stylized uh, lensing with overhead shots, with side shots, and thanks to the costuming choreography, every image then shifts and changes uh, with different color and a different line. So it, it's so true. You have to know to really see, to understand and grasp it. They don't just pull these things out of a hat. There, there's history right. here where this comes from. Um, well, I remember even seeing uh, Jordan Peele's films, which I'm a big fan of his, and both, both Get Out and Us, I see the DNA of classic film, and he's clearly a classic film fan, um, you know, within the horror genre especially, but... Uh, there's no doubt the DNA is there. Well, and of course, Damien Chazelle also, with La La Land. You know, he went right back to Singing yeah, in the Rain right. and Umbrellas of Cherbourg, the latter of which is in the festival this year. That's Yay! right. Yay! I've never seen it on the big screen. So, so I'm enthusiastic about that one. Although I do have a conflict in that slot. Okay. Um, let, let's, but, let's get I mean, to these conflicts, ladies. Um, this is one of the toughest, you know, people talk about South by uh, or when, or L.A. Film Festival, which has now met its demise, Tribeca. And everybody is talking about, oh, my God, what do you see? What do you rush to? That is nothing compared to TCM Film Fest. <laughs> I mean, this is like the grip of death as to. Be it is. It's delicious torture. Oh, that's yeah, a brilliant that's way. To, that's the So let's let, let's talk about the films, ladies. That are what do each of you think? As you know, because I mentioned before, you guys came on the line. We've got all these different categories of of films, which Charlie and his team do so well. We've got Till Death Do Us Part, Better with Age, Bromance, gotta have Bromance, uh, Magnificent Obsessions, Nitrates. Uh, wartime romance, and we've got special presentations, the essentials, and of course, tributes, and the tribute to 20th Century Fox. So when you break this down, 
into all these different categories. And our theme is follow your heart, love at the movies. But it's not necessarily romance films. It's uh, This is the greater love, the love of movies. So let's talk about all of the films that are now programmed. And where do we start? Where in the world do oh you start with this lineup this year? <laughs> I'm open to suggestions here. If, well, Michael, well, I think I... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I I try to go with um, either things that I've never seen on the big screen or um, things I've never seen before. So sort of rarities or ones that are new to me. Um, but sometimes that doesn't make it any easier. That's just where I start. And so where does that put you this year? Um, With that philosophy. Well, <laughs> you want me to go like day by day? Well, mention um, some of the highlights for the highlights of what okay. you have planned. So, I'll just go to my conflict. How about that? Oh, so God. The, the very first the very first night I have conflicts. Um, I've never been to a poolside screening. I love Ocean's Eleven. There's that. But then I love Night World. Or I've never seen Night World. But that also conflicts with um, Film and Prefer Blonde, which is just going to look gorgeous on a big screen. Mm-hmm. Um, never seen that on the big screen. Then on the next slot, I've got, um, of course, Umbrellas of Cherbourg. And then um, conflicts with Jasper and the Bobby Doctor, which is like one of my favorite Harry Grant movies of like all time. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, I'm leaning toward Merrily to go to hell, so that's okay. But then um, the next slot, I kind of want to see a Cinerama because I don't have a Cinerama around here. Um, but then there's uh, Sleeping Beauty. Um, and then Republic Serials, that's kind of cool. And it's going to be venue of the Legion Theater's new venue this year. Um, then next slot, probably Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because um, those, the, those um, the presentations that they do are amazing. Um, well, and I have, I have to say... Raiders Ben Burt will be talking. Ben Burt and Ben it, yeah. Ben, I I love Ben dearly. Um, I've interviewed Ben before. One of Ben's colleagues, Steve Lee, um, sound guru himself, founder of the Hollywood Sound Museum. Steve has been on the show three times already, and always brings us great history of sound in films and sound effects. Um, so I have great love for Ben, and he. If you have not seen and heard Ben talk about sound and effects in a, in a specific film, you uh, you are missing something. So that's a very good choice if you do that one. Right, I'm talking too much. Like, and I'm I have super time. I'm like super conflicted. So someone else go. <laughs> who's who's next? Who's next? Who's next? I- Okay, who wants to be next? Um, well, I'll I know, this is Aurora. Um, I, I use the same kind of, I usually peruse the schedule and um, I do tend to lean toward the movies I've never seen. But the three that I'm most excited about this year, I have seen. Um, 
Tarzan and his mate, I cannot wait to see on a big screen. Um, the uh, the Bad Seed, uh, it'll be my first poolside screening, so I'm really excited about that one. And Patty McCormick and will the be Dolly there. Girls. That's right. Uh, yeah. And the Dolly Ooh. Girls, I love Betty Grable, <laughs> so I cannot wait for that one. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> who's Who's next? Kristen, do you want to go? I'll, I'll jump. I'll jump in. Um, this is Kristen. Um, for me, there's not a ton of conflicts. Like I feel bad about what I've, I've, I'm probably gonna miss. Like if I'm looking at my schedule right now, I don't have any pool sides, which I've done every year since. Um, and actually, I have Citibank tickets to one of them, so I mean, I could go. But there's like a bajillion other things that I, I prefer to do other than that, which is very weird for me. But um, I mean, I the nitrates this year are amazing, so I got to go see Roadhouse, support my girl Ida Bupino. Um and Woo! Wuthering Heights. They're showing Wuthering Heights this year, which is my favorite book ever written. I reread it every year, so I feel like I need to go see that. But at the same time, it's at the Legion Theater, which is incredibly out of the way. Yes, it especially is. Especially if you're using a, a wheelchair or other mobility device, it's um, a hellish walk. So I would love to get to that, but I'm honestly not sure if I will. Um, the only conflict that I know I have is that I think it's Saturday afternoon. I think that's what it is. Um, they're doing um, Kind Hearts and Coronet which I've seen and I like it, but I really only want to go because Jefferson Mays is introing it and I've loved him on I Am The Night this year, this season. So I want to go see that, but it's conflicting with Tarzan, which I've never seen a classic era Tarzan. And I figure if I'm going to do that, I might as well oh, do it boy, at the festival. Yeah. But then they're also showing Sleepless in Seattle, which my best friend told me if I didn't go see it, I wouldn't be her friend anymore because I've never seen it. What? So oh, I feel oh, like I'm being torn. Oh, oh. Kristen, okay, that's it. We're done. No, we're done with you, woman. Uh, I'm sorry. I missed the early 90s when I was a kid. It's okay. It's okay. You know, and Rita Wilson will be at that one. Rita, right, Rita, right. Rita will be there. And you know, and she just got her she just got her star on the Walk of Fame, so Tom can't be there. So Rita's going to be there. It's a perfect stand-in, I think. I love her, but I I I would love love to see her hubby there. Yes, well, we all would love to see Tom Hanks there, and you know, this is some. And you know what? What I'm surprised at because we've already got. Two Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks films. We've got our opening night when Harry met Sally. Uh, we've got Sleepless in Seattle. Where is You've Got Mail and Joe versus the Volcano? Hello. I love Joe versus the Volcano. I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> Am I crazy? It's I a it. fun movie. It's sweet. It's it. fun. I feel like if they showed those, though, I feel like there'd be a mutiny. Like, there's already this contingent on yeah. uh, PCM fans who freak yeah. out anytime like the 31 days of oscars happens they're like there's too many modern movies this is obviously proof the network is going downhill i feel like if they showed those oh my gosh there would be like pitchforks and, and <laughs> but no yeah, the, probably right, but the thing is though what people have to remember time marches on 
And as time marches yep. on, yep. Well, more yeah. films, <laughs> yeah, as we yeah. all know, yeah. as time marches on, more time passes. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're forever young. Um, but, you know, <laughs> films fall into, they get older and older, and they become a classic. Um, you can't. Right. T- so some people, some people do believe that classic, um, you know, begins at, at a certain year. Let's say out of at an yeah. unmovable year. Whereas other people believe what you just said that it does move as time passes. You know, and if you want to keep encouraging and enlightening the generations as to what mm-hmm. as to the golden age of Hollywood. As opposed to calling it classic, call it golden age of Hollywood, which was the 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, you yeah, yeah. you need something yeah. that's going to bring them in. You get them hooked with something that might be more relatable, and then you let them go backwards, and then they will be right. go- they will that's be gobsmacked. Yeah. They will be gobsmacked by what they see, because it's, especially if somebody watches a nitrate film, if they go to the Egyptian and they see the nitrate films, black and white. Silver screen, you will see the silver, the silver twinkling mm-hmm. on that screen. And I know there are some people that I know that it was they first time they saw a nitrate on the big screen was at the Egyptian at TCM Film Festival. And they actually asked me afterwards, what was it? It was twinkling like like stardust. I said, that's the nitrate. That's the silver nitrate. That's what coined silver screen. And they were just blown away. They'd never seen yeah. anything like that. It wasn't special effects. It wasn't CGI. This was the actual film stock. And I think that by moving forward, and we, we bring in some of the, as time marches on, we, you know, the category of, of classic film, it's got to advance and expand. You do that, and then you're going to get more people to really appreciate and value those films of the 30s, 40s, 50s, and even into the 60s. Yeah. But now, Paula, what, what are your conflicts here? Uh, well, moving right along. So we're, um, okay, Friday, um, I'm into, okay, I'm into the evening, the first evening slot. So the conflict there is, um, Vanity Street, Day for Night, and Steel Magnolias. Go figure. I I don't know what I'm going to do there. That's three. Like, how do I make my mind up there? Um, then the next slot, of course, Roadhouse, Do the Right Thing. Um, another choice. Then I am going to try to make it for the um, Midnight Movie Sounds Bonkers. Santo uh, versus Evil Brain, yes. Right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like those are always those are always fun. Um, first slot on Saturday. I don't know. I really, I really love Double Wedding. Um, mm-hmm. William Powell Murnaloy. Um, but from here to eternity, I've never seen that on the big screen. Um, and you've got the little colonel on the big screen with that incredible dance between Shirley Temple and Bill Bojangles Robinson. True. Yeah. So there's three things. Okay. Then, um, 
moving right along into the next, you know, um, Ken Hearts and Cornets versus Woman Under the Influence. Never seen that on a big screen. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, no, I have no conflict in the next slot because that is Working Girl, like, that, that's where I'll be. Um, and that's another, I'm sure people are like, that's not a classic. It's not old enough. It is a classic to me. Um, okay. So, um, then, um, oh, so it happened here. Super rare to me. Like, I've never seen that programmed. I haven't seen that programmed in a lot of places. Um, so that's probably where I'll be. Although, Butch Cassidy, Sundance Kid, who was tempted by that. Um, and then, then we have in the next one, so Waterloo Bridge, Escape from New York. Basically, in that next, the, the second to last, the 9 o'clock block mm-hmm. on Saturday, I could see any of those would be happy. Yeah, I mean, um, that's, it's, all, that whole slot is fabulous. You got Star Wars, Samson and Delilah, Escape from New York with Kurt Russell, um, Waterloo Bridge, <laughs> Indiscreet. Oh, with Carrie Grant. That was the, that Saturday night was the toughest for me. Yeah, that block on Saturday night between um, the Bad Seed, uh, you know, with uh, Patty McCormick in attendance, mm-hmm. um, Indiscreet with two of my favorite actors, and then the gorgeous Samson and Delilah. That was tough. Yeah, it's a very, very tough night. And then, of course, it is. anybody it is. planning on Roger Corman's The Student Nurses at Midnight? Oh, yeah, if I can make it, I'll be I'm there. contemplating it, but I've never made it to a midnight yet, so I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I, I'd like to. It's on my list. You know, and what about for Sunday, Paula? Ah, well, okay. Um, keep it in mind the TDAs, which are um, those screenings that are added on for a second show mm-hmm. due to them. Due to popular demand, essentially, the TVAs, uh, for those that don't know, are usually announced on the Saturday. Uh, so I'm looking at these holiday or the defiant ones. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's, oh. Oh, see, then, see, for me, on that on Sunday morning, it's a no-brainer for me. Hello, Dolly, on the big screen again. Directed by Gene okay. Kelly with some of the, mo- and he developed a lot of new camera work in the direction of that film. Um, really? So, yeah. So now, I, now I'm like, hmm, that sounds interesting. It's, too. I mean, that, so, it's spectacular. <laughs> and what he did as a director with that film and some of the different camera stylings and uh, some of the new uses for the equipment at the time, uh, he did an amazing job directing this film. It is one of my favorites um, for those reasons. Plus, I love the costuming. I mean, that's... Well, and the, the, the strike and voice is nothing to, you know... There's no wrong choices. I'd be ha- but, you know, I was hoping that they would ask Patricia Kelly to come and speak about Hello, Dolly! and Jean's work on that. You know, this is, this is perturbed... You know, I know she wanted to. I know she wanted to. So unless, yeah, I understand that. you know, it's like we don't have Jennifer Grant speaking at Father Goose, which he was very public about. 
and said that he made the film for his daughter, for her to see it. And she even wrote about it in her memoir about her father, mm-hmm. Good Stuff. Yeah, I remember reading the memoir. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so Jennifer, she's going to be at the festival, but not for Father Goose. We don't have Patricia Kelly. I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. I wonder if Jennifer Grant will talk about that at the Descendants, which is that section over at Club PCM. I hope so. I hope so. Because that's... this. Well, maybe we can ask about that. Yeah. I mean, this is a very cool thing that's happening at Club TCM this year. The Descendants. This is going to be a very interesting... I, I think it'll be an interesting Q&A and, and interview session. Um, that's, yeah, I think so too. I'll be there. You know, it's something over the, over the past 32 years. I lo- that's one of the the things about interviewing when I interview people, I love interviewing second and third generation uh, because of the fact all of those people, and I have a different perspective than most people, you know, with my dad being in television for 60 years. So you get, uh, you know, the subsequent generations coming in about what they've learned. The, even if they weren't told anything by their parents or their grandparents, what did you observe? What kind of infused osmotically? Yeah. Uh, I actually had um, suggested this several years where they could have done a panel of legacies, I called it. Yeah. Um, and, and, do, and do it an, an interview like from the live from TCMFF, which it's done in the past. Yeah. I, mean, I think that would, that would be absolutely phenomenal because there are that so many know, people. Yeah. In the long format like that. Yeah. Get Melanie Griffith in there. Get Dakota Johnson in there. Right. Uh, you know, Dakota, she's contemporary, but she's got. Tippy is Tippy Hedren is a grandmother, and yeah. and we got Melanie Griffith, whose film is going to be here. Which, by the way, it just dawned on me, Harrison Ford has two films in this festival. Working yeah, girl, and he's gorgeous yeah, I I know, I know. See, there are perks. <laughs> we have perks here, ladies. <laughs> but you know, Paula, what else? Are you, what else are you conflicted on on Sunday, the fourteenth? Okay, so Sunday, um, well. Um, I just saw holidays in that slot too. Oh boy. Um, so that's uh-huh. uh so the next one probably magnificent obsession. Mm-hmm. I will probably go for that. Uh, I've never seen that on a big screen. It's just gonna be beautiful. Uh and then after that I, I really wanna see complicated legacies gone with the wind. I, I wanna have that at, at um Club DCM. Mm-hmm. Uh because you know, I d I don't see that film that's one of the films that I watched when I was very, very young. Um, my mother, my aunt, my grandmother, uh, we used to watch it together all the time. Um, but there are some things in it that I see differently now that I'm not quite as, you know, that are, are thought-provoking at this time, you mm-hmm. know. And um, so I'd like to attend that, and um, I'm excited by who's going to be there, Um I'm blanking, of course. I'm the. It's Donald Bogle is one of the people, and um, yeah, and Donald is Donald's fabulous. Donald is always very. Donald is always fascinating to listen to. Yeah, agreed. I love his introductions. Yeah, I mean he has. He's a good interviewer too. And he, but but it's his depth and breadth of cinema history. That is so fascinating. You can just sit and listen to him. He could talk for two hours, and I'd be happy. 
Exactly. Now I'm curious: is anybody inter- is anybody planning on seeing the robe with Victor Mature, the very first Cinemascope uh, film? Oh, that yeah, that's right. That's at the same, and I want to see Victoria introduce that. Mm-hmm. So that I do have a conflict that plot. See. There is a conflict <laughs> everywhere during this festival. So all of the listeners... Why is there not a conflict? <laughs> I, well, I, my only non-conflict is the fact that I'll be on the red carpet Thursday. Um, but at the same time... Yeah. You know, at the mm-hmm. same time, though, I'll be on the red carpet. So I can't be at the Egyptian for gentlemen uh, prefer blondes. Uh, I can't be at the opening night party... In Club TCM, uh, so and then I'm I'm dead in the wall. I have to do an actual press junket on Saturday, so I'm going to miss pro- oh, wow. probably half the day. And oh, I I'm waiting to find out the times on it, but I will be very perturbed, very perturbed. <laughs> but now I'm curious: is anybody planning on going to see? Do the right thing, because Ruth Carter is going to be talking about the costume. And yeah, it's one of my conflicts in that block. Yeah, it's one of my conflicts too. I'm torn between that and Roadhouse. Yeah, and Roadhouse is going to be in nitrate. Right. Yeah, I'll be at Roadhouse. You know, I only I bring up do the right thing only because I just interviewed Ruth this week. She's amazing. And she did, but in addition to like doing all of these Spike Lee films, um, uh, you know, Do the Right Thing and, and Selma and then uh, Lee Daniels, The Butler, Selma. Uh, what else has she done? Marshall, Malcolm X. The, uh, but then she did Nicholas Sparks, The Best of Me. She did Sparkle. She did Daddy Daycare. She's, she's done the costumes for the new Kevin Costner series on Paramount, Yellowstone. And, of course, Black Panther, for which she won the Oscar. Um, mm-hmm. She is fascinating to listen to. I got, we, ta- we did a 50-minute interview. She is fascinating. Talking, her oh, knowledge. I can't wait to hear that. Her knowledge of costumes and what she does in terms of research and going in-depth. And we got into her talking about uh, the contrast and what she did for the butler versus how she approached do the right thing or some of Spike Lee's other films. She is a wealth of information. So for any listeners out there, you know, if you're not turned on by the other choices on Friday night, Roadhouse, Winchester 73, Goodbye Mr. Chips, Desert Hearts, or The Opposite Sex, which will be at Poolside, I can't recommend highly enough do the right thing just to hear Ruth Carter talk. You know, that's, I don't know about for all of you, but how many situations have you run into at the festivals and that you anticipate you might run into this year with, you want to hear somebody talk, not necessarily stay for the movie, but hear them talk or come in late just to hear them talk and then dash off to another film? Well, that happens all the time because TCM does a great job of bringing in these incredible people to do the intros. They do. Yeah, I'm all in when I, I go for I the intro. To take a I think that somebody else might want, but... 
Yeah, I mean, this is always a problem. Of course, now I'm sitting here looking at the schedule and I'm wondering, why do we not have Robert Redford and Meryl Streep here this year? I'm just wondering. <laughs> budget? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. We have... I was going to say budgets and scheduling, probably. Yeah, I agree. Kidding. I mean, Redford, we could get him for two. We could get him for Out of Africa and and also for um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, but, but there have been Redford movies, I think, consistently. Like, yeah. I know I saw the way we were at TCM. Like, they've, they've had his movies consistently yep. at the fest. And I'm always surprised every year that he doesn't show up. But then I'm not surprised that he doesn't show up. He'd get mobbed. Plus he does have his own... Gig He's got Sundance, so, yeah. Like, so I don't know if that's if he thinks of it that way or not. Yeah, uh, and I'm not sure. Um, you know, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, John Bailey, the president of the Academy of uh, Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, he's going to be doing intros for Holiday on the 14th, as well as the Hollywood Love Stories and Celebrity Culture. Our Diane and Diane Baker's gonna Diane Baker's gonna be with that. Yeah. Diane Baker's doing this. I can't even read my own writing. Yeah, that here. one I think I I may attend that depending on whether Indiscreet is a TBA. Uh, mm-hmm. but it sounds fascinating. They're gonna have the Hollywood on parade. They're gonna have uh, you know, newsreels, um, different um I don't know, news events regarding love stories of old Hollywood. So that sounds fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Now, you know, because yeah, because the four of you, all five of us, but particularly the four of you, are all, you know, boots on the ground veterans of TCM Film Festival. <laughs> you know, something that TCM did this year on the website, uh, they have How to Festival 101 with all, have, have any of you looked at this? Yeah, I just can't. No, it's in the app as well. I have not. <laughs> well, you know, it's really interesting. I'm especially fond of the section on safety and security. Drop, cover, hold on. Uh, if <laughs> if you're in a building and there's an earthquake. Um, well, we did have an issue with a uh, fire drill. Oh, we uh, certainly one. did. That was... That was like fire alarm three <laughs> in a row. That's right. But... <laughs> Yeah, I also want to mention that they have a Festival 101. The Q&A is in the app, the festival app as well. Oh, good. I haven't checked the app out yet. Yeah. But I know Kelly's... Pro- the app looks really great this year. That they cover. Well, yeah, I mean, I love the questions they cover. How do you line up for an event? Um, you know, be there 30 and minutes. You know, these are important things. That was like the first one I looked at because I know that that's an issue... For many of us, when we go to these fests and we feel like we're veterans of this, and how to guide the first-timers of, of in-line etiquette or lining up etiquette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there actually is courtesy. Courtesy is a big thing. Courtesy is a big thing. And the fact that I think that once TCM started uh, providing the numbers... So that you could come and get your number and then go wander and get something to eat or, or do something else and then come back and get in line. I think that was one of the smartest things they did after the first couple of years. Yeah, there was a, a bit of a problem with that the first day last year. 
Um, but several of us uh-huh. tweeted about it and uh, tagged them, and they addressed it pretty pretty um, yeah. soon after that. So, yeah. You know, now a big thing everybody always asks about food. How do you sustain <laughs> yourself? Because those pat people with pass holders, as all of you are, passes are not cheap. Um, so you want to see as many movies as possible, but you also need sustenance besides popcorn. Now, of course, Margaret O'Brien, oh, Margaret O'Brien's remedy is she loves the hot dogs at the Chinese at the man's complex. At the Man Six, up above the Chinese Theater, that is how she sustains herself when she is at, at the TCM Festival. Margaret eats wow. the hot dogs. She loves those hot dogs, and she likes them with yellow mustard. So there is a tidbit you won't get from anybody else because I have spent many so hours. Does she have one, and that lasts like the entire fest. Oh no, no, she has more than one. <laughs> Believe me. But so, what are some food suggestions? that you guys have for how for how people can grab or where they can grab something quick. What have you found to be the most expeditious way to keep your energy up? Okay, Aurora, besides our quad espressos, okay? Yes, uh, the quad espresso is a mainstay several times a day during the festival. Uh, you know, there's a pizza shop um, one block before you get to the Egyptian Theater, if you're walking from the Roosevelt, mm-hmm. um, that's quick if you want to uh, grab a slice of pizza and it's inexpensive. And then there's the, is it the Baja Fresh also? Baja Fresh um, is there, yeah. Is, you know, those are the types of things um, that you can go to uh, between the time you get your number and, you know, having to get back in line. And what about for the rest of you? Kristen, do you have any suggestions on quick food? Yeah, yeah I'm always, you can usually find me at the Pokenometry place right outside the uh, Chinese multiplex. If you're a fan of something that's passively healthy um, and you like fish, um, it's great. You know, you get a lot of uh, food for your money and you know, you can at least, like, calmly say, even though it's got, like, delicious sauce all over it, um, that it's it's relatively healthy. And it's really close to the – it's, like, literally right outside the multiplex. So you can grab it, take it in, eat while you're in line. Okay, I got a question here for everybody. This is a film festival. I didn't think the word healthy comes into play. <laughs> well, if you don't – I tried. I have to lie to myself somehow. <laughs> the whole time. Oh my. That's my that's what I've found. You can't eat total drunk the entire time. You won't make it. <laughs> you know, now is there I gotta ask for each of you. Now, Kristen, I've gotta go to you for this one. And we've we've talked about this before in the past. Um, what are your best recommendations for the for attendees who are in wheelchairs or, you know, on crutches or in knee braces? Thankfully I'm out of mine. Um, but what are your best suggestions for navigation and navigating these lines in the theaters? Oh, uh, well, I actually, I did a job. I did a job that TCM should have done. Um, I did it for them on my site. So if you head over to uh, com, I actually wrote a whole accessibility guide um, trying to discuss like all the facets of, of disability access. Um, for me, the biggest thing I always try to tell people is 
try to know the areas that you're going to be walking through. So, like, case in point, the Legion Theater is, is a new location right. this year. It's an incredibly difficult walk, I would think, for an able-bodied person. It's up a hill, uh, which is great coming down at the end of the day, but going up it is um, terrible. And it's one of those places where if you're out there at night, as I've been, the first year I stayed at um, PCM, I stayed near that, that theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those where you walk around, you look behind you, and you realize there's no one else around you. And you're walking in this very poorly lit area. Um, so I always say, you know, if you are using a, a mobility aid, you know, definitely try to know the landscape ahead of time. Know where it's going to be really crowded. Um, and don't don't be afraid to have somebody with you just to help you get, you know, from A to B. I'm so fortunate. Everybody at TCM is so nice. Um, I've had people who have been like, you want me to, you know, help you up that hill? I'm like, yes, because I'm sweating and it's horrible. Um, but there are, there are a lot of things with the streets of Los Angeles that are very hard to navigate if you uh, are limited in your mobility at all. So. Definitely, uh, you know, try to, to get your bearings ahead of time if you can. So we're almost out of time for the show. So I want to ask each one of you, if you had to pick only one film to see at this festival, only one, what would it be? Paula, you're first. Oh, man. Um, wow. Uh It's a toughie, isn't it? It is. I have mine. You stumped me. I'm not often speechless, Betty. Uh-oh. Um, Should we come back to you? Should we come? Yes, okay, yes, we'll come back to Paula then. Okay, who? Would, yes. Okay, who has theirs? Aurora, was that you? I do. Yeah, I do. This is a no-brainer for me. It is fantastically delicious. World War II uh, fun, the Dolly Sisters. I can't tell you how much the Betty Grable 20th Century Fox musicals meant to me as a child. So I'm there for that one. For that's sure. that's your Kelly. What about you? If you had to pick just one, you know, it's tough because I'm seeing uh, my favorite actor in several films. So I will pick one of his, even though I've seen it many times before. But I'll say uh, my favorite wife with the delicious Cary Grant. There are so many words. In the leopard robe. Oh, the leopard robe with the sleeves that are too short is fabulous. Yes. (laughs) Fabulous. And I knew it would be a Cary Grant movie with you. If anyone doesn't know this, Cary Grant really was Kelly's husband in another life. I'm telling you. I'm sure of it. I know. And don't tell him that. He doesn't like to be reminded of you. Also, my other boyfriend. Okay. Now, Kristen, <laughs> Kristen, if you got to pick just one film, what would it be? Very tough. And I know most people would probably think I'd say Withering Heights, but for me, it's it's Sleeping Beauty. You don't get, I'm a Disney nerd, so you I'm don't get many surprised. opportunities to see yeah, that beautiful uh, Mary Blair, Evan Early uh, background on the big screen. And it's introduced by Floyd Norman, one yep. of the original Disney animators first, uh, yep. African-American Disney animator, Disney ever hired. You know, it's just for me, that's, that's it. That's, that's what I'm planning my whole fest around. Okay, Paula, your turn. 
back to me. Um, I'm going to say indiscreet. Good choice. That's yeah, a good um, choice. Yeah. We'll just <laughs> leave it at that. And, of course, if I had to pick one, I really I have to go with Hello, Dolly, just for Gene Kelly's direction. I have to. That if I it's a visual feast, right? Oh yeah, it real. I mean, every element of that film, from the costuming to the music to the choreography, but his and his direction just s- sends it soaring, even more than Barbara's voice. Sure. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, ladies, we are all out of time today. This is terrible. We're all out of time. Oh, that went quickly. <laughs> I can't thank you enough. It is always so fun. Oh, I love having you guys on. I love. I look forward to this show so much every year with all of you. It is so fabulous. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kelly Pratt, Aurora Desmond, Kristen Lopez, Paula Guthat. You can find Kelly. Everybody is on Twitter. Irish Jayhawk sixty six. Oh, yeah. Citizen Screen. Journeys underline film. Paula underline Guthat. Me. Movie Shark D or BTL Radio Show. And then all of us will be at the fest. I can't wait to see all of you. Am I going to see you Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday? Wednesday for sure. I'm com- yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. I'm coming in tonight. So. Okay. Well, then I will see all of Wednesday you Wednesday. Sure. Thank you, ladies, so, so much. Okay, and to everybody, you, happy care. festing, thank everyone. You. Thanks, guys. Happy fest. You guys are the best road is yours. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And I'm trying to push off all the buttons here. I did it. I got all the buttons off. Well, that is it. Our fifth annual pre-TCM Film Festival overlook for you. Um, I hope some of you got a feel for some of the films, some of the reasons why they are our favorites, why there are conflicts created with Charlie Tabash's incredible scheduling. Um, But... Next week, we'll be back to a regular show with some great guests already scheduled um, and some pre-recorded uh, exclusive interviews. But for all of you heading head, head in L.A. to Hollywood for TCM Film Fest, have a great festival. We'll see you there. And everybody else, I'm Debbie Elias. This is Behind the Lens. <laughs>